0: What happens when you die? What lies beyond the veil of death? Today, join Jonathan Berners as he teaches about what the Jewish sages and the scriptures had to say about the afterlife. And meet a man who died for an hour and 45 minutes and came back to tell about it. Just ahead on Jewish Voice.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, proclaiming Jesus, Yeshua as Messiah to the world, and helping you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and world events surrounding Israel. Well, in recent years, the topic of the afterlife has become a hot, hot topic. People who claim to have gone to heaven or even hell are making headlines. You see them all over television and on the Internet. Now, while these claims are exciting for some, we have to be careful about how we discern them by always keeping in mind that we need to follow what the Bible says about the afterlife. And in fact, the Bible has a great deal to say about the afterlife, both in the Old Testament or the Tanakh, the Jewish scriptures, and, of course, in the New Testament. Jesus himself had a great deal to say about the afterlife, and, in fact, his mission on the earth was to proclaim the kingdom of God, which included a life after death, and then, secondly, to lay down his life for us as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, that forgiveness of sin is directly connected to a reality, a biblical reality, that we are separated from God, that our sin has separated us from God, and that separation has caused two things. First of all, it's caused us to die. All of us are in a process of death. Uh, The day that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil they began to die. So while they were created to live for eternity, the day that they disobeyed God, they began the process of death. And if you look at Genesis, you see the age of man being very, very prolonged. 800, 900 years, 969 years. Methuselah, I believe, was the person who lived the longest, according to the biblical record and then life gets shorter and shorter and shorter. It goes from 800, 900, down to 700 years, and lands first at 120 years. 120 years man was appointed to live, and it ultimately ends up at 70 if by strength 80. 70 if by strength 80, and we can add maybe a few years to that now with uh, the growth of technology and improved medicine but every single one of us will die. That's a reality. So when Adam and Eve sinned, death came into the world, and mankind, uh, who was uh, created to live for eternity, began to die. Not only did Adam and Eve begin to die, and therefore man began to die, uh, an animal had to be sacrificed. Their covering of the fig leaf was not enough, so God provided a skin. An animal's life had to be taken. Why? Because Leviticus 17.11 tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood, and there has to be the sacrifice of blood. So not only man begins to die, but an animal's life was taken, and we have the beginning of what became a sacrificial system, which Yeshua fulfills by shedding his own blood for us. The second thing that, be, that happened was spiritual death. So one physical death, two spiritual death. We, uh, in the moment of the fall, were separated from God. Man became separated from God. And we see this in the garden where Adam and Eve are hiding from God for the first time. And God asks a rhetorical question. He knows the answer. Where are you? And, of course, again, he knew but this demonstrates man's separation from God, man's spiritual death. Yeshua, when he died for us at Calvary, did two things. He purchased us eternal life, and he also brought us into relationship with God through his atonement. So you have eternal life and abundant life that comes through his sacrifice. Praise God, I'm so, so blessed about that. For 35 years now, I've walked in his abundant and eternal life. I know where I'm going after I die. I know it. I'm going to spend eternity with him. In fact, I'll never die. To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. My question for you is, do you know what's going to happen to you after you pass from this life? Do you know where you are going. Do you believe that there is life after death? Now, I know that most, if not all of you watching today, believe that there is a life after death. Most of you watching love the Lord. Most of you watching have been born from above. You're a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have become new. Most of you watching have a relationship with God, but some of you may not. And the question for you today, because you're not watching this program by accident, is what's going to happen to you after you die? Do you believe in life after death? Well, guess what? Almost everyone believes in life after death. According to many polls, 80% of Americans believe that there is life after death. It's a little bit lower in Europe. But it's still a majority. So if you're watching in Europe, you've got work to do. You've got to share your faith with people and let them know there is an afterlife. But over 80% of of Americans believe there is some sort of life after death. The question is, where do we go after we die? And the Bible has very, very clear answers for us, both the Old and the New Testament. When we come back after a break, I'm going to begin to look at specifically the Old Testament. What does the Jewish scriptures have to say about the afterlife? And then later you'll meet a man who was pronounced dead for an hour and 45 minutes. An hour and 45 minutes. He was clinically dead. And he claimed that during that time he was actually transported to heaven. It's all just ahead on Jewish Voice.
0: here at jewish voice we are dedicated to proclaiming messiah to the world to the jew first and also to the nations one key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world in helping them we share god's love and the good news of yeshua jesus today we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote lost tribes community in barangwa zimbabwe the Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a powerful hardcover book by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife, A New Look at Heaven and Hell, with stories of people who have been there. It contains first-hand accounts of people who claim to have seen what lies beyond the veil of death rabbi Bernus examines the ancient jewish sages the scriptures and how it relates to what we might expect in the afterlife it is an eye-opening journey that empowers you to reimagine heaven and get a clearer vision of the glorious eternity that awaits all believers if god has blessed you with the means to share a gift of 100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth we'll upgrade rabbi Bernus's book to a limited hardcover edition that's not available anywhere else and has been personally endorsed and signed by him please remember god has promised to bless those who bless the jewish people to share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe please call or click now and remember your generous gift will make you a part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the neediest people on earth once again time is of the essence for many of these people please call or click right now
1: This entire week, I'm focusing on an important topic, maybe the most important topic, the afterlife. What happens to us after we die? Because the reality is this. None of us can avoid death. All of us will pass on into another life. The question is, where will we spend eternity? And my question to you today is, where will you spend eternity? Now, most of you watching already know. You don't think, you don't guess, you know because you have come into a relationship with Jesus, with Yeshua, and you know that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. But maybe some of you are watching haven't answered this question. You don't have to guess. You can know that you know that you know because this book has the answers. This book, the Bible, has the answers. And the reality is, is that if you read this book with an open mind, if you read this book, the Bible, honestly, all roads don't lead to the same place. Now, I shared uh, earlier that 80% of Americans believe in a life after death. In fact, the great majority of people in the world believe that there's life after death. But too many people believe that all paths lead to the same place. All paths do not lead to the same place. In the Old Testament, that is clear. In the New Testament, it's much, much clearer. So let me go back to Jewish thought with you, specifically the Jewish scriptures, and talk about the understanding of life after death in, uh, in, in the Old Testament and in Jewish literature. There's two words that I want to point out, two Hebrew words. The first one is sheol, sheol. Now, the word sheol appears 65 times in the Jewish scriptures or the Old Testament, sheol, and it's translated uh, in several different ways in the English text. It's translated as ground. It's translated as the grave. It's translated as death. It's also used a few times, uh, translated destruction and the pit. The idea of Sheol it means that people die, that at some point it used to be hundreds and hundreds of years back in the time following Adam and Eve, uh, and then it was reduced to 120 and now 70, and if by strength, 80. Now, the Old Testament teaches that there is a life after death and that all people went to a place of conscious existence called Sheol, most often translated the grave. The wicked were in Sheol, and I'll give you some, some verses, Psalm 9:17. Talks about the wicked in Sheol. Psalm 3117 talks about the wicked in Sheol, the grave or the ground or the pit. Another one is Psalm 49, verse 14, and I'll give you one more, Isaiah 5, 14. I encourage you to study these at home. They talk about Sheol for the wicked. The wicked go to the grave, the wicked go to uh, the earth, the wicked go to destruction and the pit, but Sheol is also used in connection with the righteous. Genesis 37, verse 35; Job chapter 14, verse 13. And we're listing these for you so you can write them down. Psalm 65, Psalm 16:10, Psalm 88:3, and Isaiah 38:10. Just write these down talk about Sheol also as a gathering place for the righteous, those that were uh, followers of the commandments of God. So in effect, Sheol or Hades is neutral. Uh, People have gone on to the next life, they're alive, and then there's a determination made. Now interestingly, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, Yeshua, Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven but the bible both old and new testament talks very very clearly about an afterlife that uh, this life is not the end uh, but what happens after we pass on is a continuation of this life the other hebrew word uh is gehenum. Gehenum The word is usually rendered into English as Gehenna. Now, Jerusalem is situated between two steep valleys. To the east is the Kidron Valley. We see this a lot in the New Testament. Jesus and his disciples had to walk over the Kidron Valley to get to the Mount of Olives. But to the west is the Hinnom Valley. Gehenna in Hebrew can refer to any terrible place but not to a place where bad people go when they die. It's an allegorical meaning that comes from its history as a place where the Canaanites sacrificed their children to Baal. So it's a place of fire. It's a place of burning. Well, we're out of time for today. I'm going to continue throughout the week on the whole idea of the Reality of Heaven and Hell, and I hope today's teaching was helpful. It's based on a book uh, that I've written. It's my most recent book, actually. It's called Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife, and I actually have stories of people who have been there that I believe are credible, who have come back to tell their story. So if you've been searching for answers, this book will help you to discern the spiritual truths regarding heaven I really urge you to get a copy, and to get a copy for someone who isn't quite sure about what their future holds. The answer is clear. Up next, a man who claims to have actually been taken to heaven where he met Jesus face to face. Don't go away.
2: make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Bernus and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The the of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Bernus under a traditional Jewish KUPA, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org/passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the seas cruise
1: some time ago uh, I devoted myself to a project to interview people who had actually died and gone to heaven or hell and returned to share about it and I picked a few that I thought were really really credible I want you to listen to an interview I did with a man who claimed that he died for an hour and 45 minutes And while doctors were attempting to resuscitate him, he claims he was actually transported to heaven for a face-to-face conversation with Jesus himself. Take a look. You
3: died. Yes, died for an hour and and
1: 45 minutes. And they worked on you for an hour and 45 minutes. (laughs) Yes.
3: What, What happened? Did you know you were dying? Well, what happened was I went into the hospital for a routine kidney operation and I also had a kidney infection and the doctor at the time thought he gave me the right antibiotics to kill the infection so when they went to blast the stones you know how they break them up and everything like that so you can pass them they literally pushed the um, infection because it was still there into my bloodstream and I became what you call sepsis and it, it spread throughout my entire body and every vital organ in my body started shutting down so that's what happened. That's Really, I always tell people they, they measure it by how long my heart stopped operating, but I really suffocated. The
1: picture that we've I'm sure all of us have heard before is going through this
3: tunnel towards light. Is mm-hmm, that what you mm-hmm. experienced? Well, yes, that's what I experienced. Not so much the tunnel. is When I left this body, I always like to bring it back to the Scriptures. It means how you, me and you talked about it. To be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. Faster than a person can blink, I was there. I always let people know that you know it's really half of a blink but when I left this body to go be where the father and Jesus is I literally left the hospital I left our universe I went through this dark area where there's no light at all and what you see is you see heaven and so you go into heaven when you go through this blackness and you enter in and then it's brighter than you can ever imagine you even come to realize that you really are children of the light because there was no darkness in that light at was all. It's brighter than anything you... It's brighter mean, than, yes, yes. Talk about the landscape of heaven. You're,
1: well, you're now in heaven, vibrant colors, yeah, alive. Yeah. Talk about
3: the landscape. You know, one of the most amazing things that got me when I first got there is that everything's alive. There's nothing dead there. Everything is alive. I've gone through the scriptures and pointed out like in, in the 10th chapter of Revelation where it talks about the seven thunders because even the atmosphere is alive. And it doesn't say something sounded like thunder it says the seventh thunder spoke and then John was told no he can't talk about it you know there's a eagle flying around in the 8th chapter proclaiming things so you know that the animals there can can talk the 16th chapter which is amazing the 7th verse says and the altar spoke that would be like this table being there in heaven speaking and in the 19th so you're saying objects are alive as yeah, well yeah everything because god is a god of life so everything he produces is alive you know, even his throng, it says in the 19th chapter, says something. So everything is alive when you, when you enter in, and you're welcomed by everything.
1: Not only did you see heaven, but I want to jump to, to this. You came face to face with Jesus. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I want to focus on that because I've talked to people that have been to heaven, but not everyone that has visited heaven has had an experience with Jesus face to face Mm -hmm, with Jesus mm -hmm. you had
3: a conversation yes I well what I said to Jesus when I first saw him as I looked at him I said you did this for me coming to the realization the only reason I was there Jonathan is because of what he had done not even my works got me in And someone says, what do you mean? I came to understand, even me right now talking to you, it's him using me. It's him going through me. He gets the credit. I don't get the credit. And the Bible tells us to do everything as we do unto the Lord. So I came to understand that not even my works got me in. Jesus got me in all the way. And all I could do was say, you did this for me? You were a believer already, but this was a new dimension of understanding. Oh, this was a whole new dimension. And then the (laughs) next things I said were this. I said, thank you, 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 thank you. You know, and everything about me was praising him. I always tell people the first thing I was praising him for was this. He looked at me like I never sinned in my entire existence. Like I never did anything wrong. When he says that he forgives you, he forgets it. Dean, you knew all this already, though. You I, were born again, yeah, I, spirit-filled believer. Yeah, you knew this already. You, you, you know a lot of these things.
1: I could talk to you all
3: night, but I, I, we just
1: have time for one more okay. point, and that is prayer. Uh-huh. The yeah. power of prayer, much, much more powerful than we
3: can realize. Talk about prayer, what you learned in heaven. One of the things I first learned was this. When I left my body to be absent from the bodies to be in the presence of the Lord, I said earlier, it's faster than you can blink. And yet the prayers that people were praying for me and others were passing me by. If you were praying on that day, May 5th, 2006, and you gave me a head start, your prayers would beat me there. And they're prayers from the heart. I came to understand they have no shelf life. You know, there is no expiration date. Or when I was in New Zealand, they said, use by date. You know, that literally if they're from the heart, God is literally holding on to them to literally act upon them. You know, in the Bible, in Acts, the 10th chapter, we came to understand when the angel talked to Cornelius, he said, your prayers and your good deeds are a memorial before God. (gasps) And if you pray somebody, if you pray for somebody, you'll pray them in. You pray them into heaven. I came to understand this. It is awful hard for a person that you're praying for to go to hell. They have their own decisions. They can choose it. But God Almighty is after them. And he knows every movement they're going to be making.
1: Thanks to Dean Braxton for sharing his amazing testimony with us today. Now, I understand that when we talk about those who have claimed to die and gone to heaven or hell and come back to talk about it, we're we were in uncharted waters, and so not everything that's shared necessarily reflects the views of myself or Jewish Voice. It's fascinating. I believe that it's credible, but you have to decide for yourself. Always remember this. Stick with what the Bible has to say. I'll be back with a few closing thoughts.
0: Stay with us. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Messiah to the world, To the jew first and also to the nations one key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world in helping them we share god's love and the good news of yeshua jesus today we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote lost tribes community in barangwa zimbabwe the lemba this faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of israel the priestly tribe of Aaron and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a powerful hardcover book by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus. a rabbi looks at the afterlife, a new look at heaven and hell with stories of people who have been there. It contains firsthand accounts of people who claim to have seen what lies beyond the veil of death. Rabbi Burnus examines the ancient Jewish sages, the scriptures, and how it relates to what we might expect in the afterlife. It is an eye-opening journey that empowers you to reimagine heaven and get a clearer vision of the glorious eternity that awaits all believers. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll upgrade Rabbi Bernice's book to a limited hardcover edition that's not available anywhere else and has been personally endorsed and signed by him. Please remember god has promised to bless those who bless the jewish people to share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe please call or click now and remember your generous gift will make you a part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the neediest people on earth once again time is of the essence for many of these people please call or click right now
1: Thanks for joining us today. I'm going to be teaching about the afterlife all week, and we'll have different guests that have incredible stories to tell. So be sure to join us again tomorrow. Well, as I close out the program today, I want to remind you, as I always do, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 says, May they who love you prosper. So I always say this, if you want to prosper, pray for Israel. They need our prayers. Until next time, this is Jonathan Burner saying Shalom and God bless you.
2: Since 1967, Jewish Voice has provided humanitarian aid around the world while proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care, all free of charge, to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Your faithful support makes all of this possible. So please partner with us. Your generous gift helps transform lives by sharing God's love with those who desperately need it. Just call, click, or write. Thank you, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. THEY SHALL PROSPER THAT LOVE THEE.
0: JEWISH VOICE IS MADE POSSIBLE BY THE SUPPORT OF FRIENDS AND PARTNERS LIKE YOU.